Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Let me pray this morning. Lord, we thank you that you're always on the move. You're always stretching us and doing good things and speaking to us. And we pray this morning would be no different, that you would speak clearly to us, that you would build us up in your word, in your truth, in your love. And Lord, I pray that everyone listening to this and even spending time in your word and in your presence today would make a difference in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. I want to read from a uh, website, uh, the Black Dog Institute, which is uh, generally mental illness and, uh, and depression uh, information site. And it says this, mental illness is very common. One in five Australians aged 16 to 85 experience a mental illness in any given year. The most common mental illnesses are depressive, anxiety and substance use disorder. Almost half Australians will experience a mental illness in their lifetime. It's, it's prevalent. You almost can't go a week without hearing about mental illness. It would be absolutely miraculous if in this room there were not many of us who have faced various levels and situations and seasons of mental illness throughout our lifetime. And so it's one of these issues that right now in Western society... But all over the world, it's, it's right up there with, with the, the uh, world issues talked about now and concerns about our lifestyle is mental illness. And so I want to look today at Jesus' lessons on mental health. How does that sound? Jesus' lessons on mental health. You might think, well, he never spoke about mental health. Well, I think his whole life spoke about mental health. And so that's what I want to look at, some of his behaviours, some of his lifestyle on how he kept a healthy attitude and a healthy mind uh, in all the stress and strain and persecution that he went through more than anyone on the face of the earth, even to the point where he said, Lord, Father, please, if you can take this cup from me, I don't know if I can bear it. And so there will be times throughout our lives where we feel like the pressure, the stress, the anxiety, the forces, the darkness, however we may describe it, may seem to be too much for us. But let's look at a few things that um, firstly, in our modern day society, and I've often wondered this and I've listened to some reports and done a little bit of reading. I'm not a specialist in this by any means, but I want to offer some suggestions today and some solutions from the life of Jesus. But one thing that I think some of you who are a little more aged and seen a bit more time than me, you may be able to confirm this, and I think you probably would, that it is more prevalent now than it ever has been before. I was listening to... Um, uh, conversations with Cornsey uh, one afternoon driving home. If you don't know what that is, it's okay. Um, Graham Corns has conversations with people. I never thought I'd listen to radio just one-hour sessions with people talking, but I do it all the time. The kids pay me out all the time. But anyway, so I'm listening to this guy, and he's an ex-footy player. He's, he's in his 70s, and he was describing from an old-school 
um, perspective how mental illness is a huge issue nowadays. Um, and he was talking about his situation when he was a kid and his parents' situation. And, and he was basically just saying back when men were men and you had to tough it out and, uh, and we, didn't, we didn't succumb to some of this stuff. And he was explaining that back then, even though there may have been some of this stuff, it, you, you didn't let it out for starters. But I was listening to this and I was thinking, maybe in our modern day society, one of the reasons that we have so much mental illness, even though life is not tougher now than it was back then, with the Great Depression, the wars, poverty, disease, all sorts of things facing the world a hundred years ago, and yet not just in the beginning of the rise of mental illness, and obviously a lot of it not diagnosed. There's a whole lot of waivers I could put around today for medical professionals, but just bear with me. If we look at our modern society, there is so much pressure to succeed, and there wasn't back then. Back then, uh, it was it was do your best, put food on the table, raise the kids keep the family healthy, do whatever we can. There wasn't this expectation of having to succeed in every arena of life, of having to break every record of everyone else. There was no social media, so there wasn't the competition of modern life that there is now. And so we can see that social anxiety and depression and self pressure that we apply to ourselves is so intense right now that we put all this pressure on ourselves. And so it's this fast-paced life that we live around us. And that's just one reason I believe that we need to remove ourselves from the rat race. We don't live in the rat race. We live in the kingdom. And in the kingdom, it looks different. We're not beating to the same drum. And so let's look at some of the things Jesus did. First thing he did that I've observed is he removed himself from the crowds. There were many times when uh, we can see Jesus, and it would have been the perfect time to take up an offering. And he didn't. He slipped away from the crowds because the crowds were, were pressing in on him and he would have got a great offering after some miracles, after casting out some demons and it would have been phenomenal for his ministry, but he didn't do it. He slipped away from the clouds and, crowds and spent time with the Father. Luke 5.16 says this, very simple, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. How often do we go to lonely places and pray. I know a lot of you do. And it's one thing that I'm trying to do more and more. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting concept, though, in this day and age. We actually have to be intentional. Things chase us down. All sorts of things chase us down. The loudest noise, the squeakiest wheel gets oiled, etc., etc. But we've got to be intentional about getting alone with the Father. If Jesus had to get alone with the Father, how much more do we? Because we need to be able to spend time with him, hear his voice to understand what is right, what is wrong. The second thing is no scripture for it, but well, there is actually, but I won't read it all. It's that Jesus went to the wilderness, a lonely place. He went to the desert. He just knew he had to have time with the Father. And in that place, he had all sorts of battles. Obviously, Satan came to him, brought temptations, but also he was in the will of the Father. While he was in the wilderness, 
Uh, there's, a, there's a whole lot of things that even in the natural have now been proven about having time, extended times of fasting and meditation and quietness and stillness and prayer. Uh, even modern uh, 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 health and medical uh, professionals will admit that this is a very good thing to do. Maybe not necessarily 40 days, but if you can handle that, go for it. But... Um, but it's one of those things that Jesus was intentional about getting away from people. If you've ever feel like you're an introvert and too many people is just too much, it's okay. You're in good company. Jesus was like that too. He had to get away at various times. Another thing is he only did what he saw the Father doing. Imagine in our lives if we strip away and we remove all of the busyness, all the stress, all of the pleasing of everyone else around us except the Father, and we get rid of all that stuff and we just start our week by saying, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do this week? Now, he's probably not going to say to you, sleep in, forget about your boss because I'm giving you permission. He doesn't override natural authority. He says, honor natural authority. But what he will do is he'll then give you some perspective on what that week looks like. And okay, maybe there's some things you need to stop doing. Maybe there's some things you need to tear away from your life as hard as it may be. Say no to other people who have expectations on you are only doing it to please them. It's a modern, I think, an epidemic. We just do a whole lot of stuff. We cram our lives and we say, I'm too busy for that. I'm too busy for this. It's um, one of the things in particularly when we were in business, and I, I still try and do my best these days, um, of not rushing around like a headless chook. I know we don't really say that these days, but we have had headless chooks. Uh, we have a dog that likes chickens. And uh, anyway, we'll leave it there. We don't have any chickens anymore. But anyway, they're in heaven. They have crowns. They're being rewarded. They're blessed right now. Anyway, so uh, I remember at the height of, of stress and even busyness now and even in our business situation with so many demands and so many things and a lot of travel and, and growth, exponential growth, I always made a point of not making other people feel like I was so stressed so they feel bad about communicating with me. Now, it didn't mean I could respond to everything, but you, you know, some people you get around and, and they just love being stressed. They love being so busy and you actually feel bad for even being in their presence because they are high and mighty and so much more busier than you are. This is called insecurity. When people operate like that, it's a facade. It's not reality. Reality is the most peaceful people are the most secure people. Those people who know the Father and they know that they don't have to please everyone else or perform for everyone else like we're in a circus and make everyone else think, oh, they're so busy, they're so important, they're so this. I mean, I've had times when I've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of situations demanding and legal situations and, and, and I would still, if someone came with a legitimate thing, I would still try and give them the time and not say, look, I'm just way too busy for you or even give the demeanor of that because we often don't say that. But no one is more important than anyone else. And so 
Jesus did what he saw the Father doing. John 5, 19 and 20 says, Jesus gave them this answer to his disciples. He was talking to them. He says, Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. This is a way to distill down our lives to the pure purposes of why we're here on earth. We're not here for a whole lot of stuff. We Maybe there's probably been times in my life where 90% of what I'm doing isn't what the Father is asking me to do. And so it's really important that we um, find what is he asking me to do? What is he asking me not to do? I'm listening to a, a guy at the moment and he's produced a podcast series, The Emotionally Healthy Leader. I'm going to say his name is Paul Scott. Or something like that, but you can look him up anyway. And he has a series called Finding Your Desert Rhythm. It's a good title, isn't it? Finding Your Desert Rhythm. Meaning, he's been a very high performing leader in the US and New York and busy, 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 building, building, building. And he encourages us, uh, and it's a very good encouragement to find our rhythm, find our rhythm, go to a place where we actually spend time with the Lord and actually find a place of contemplation. It's not a common word in modern day society, but contemplation, meditation and prayer where we actually find the Father's voice. And when we do what the Father is asking us to do, it will be better than ever before because we know we're doing his will. And that's my next point is 1 John 5 14, when we do God's will, we know that what we're putting our hand to is going to be fruitful. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. When we're looking at our lives and when we're asking, when we're praying and when we're focusing on a whole lot of things and busyness and decisions that we've got to make, we want his voice. We don't want just our opinions, our agenda. And, and, you know, even through my years of praying and seeking God, the one thing that I know now more than I ever have, and I probably will continue to grow in this for the rest of my life, is I can legitimately say I actually do just want His will. I don't want to push my own agenda anymore. I don't want to push my own thing uh, anymore. Why? Because it doesn't turn out good. It doesn't turn out good. You might get what you want, but it's often with a little sting, with a little lesson. I don't know. That I think some of you have had a similar experience. Jesus had a particularly healthy lifestyle. You know, I can't talk on this without talking about health. Let me list off how Jesus had a healthy lifestyle. And modern medicine and health professionals would support what I'm about to say. Jesus ate very clean food. He drank mainly water. He exercised every day. He had nothing processed, no artificial additives, no preservatives, no toxins. He fasted regularly. He meditated and prayed and contemplated. He lived in peace. He had no debt. He breathed in fresh air and took time in the mountains and the, and, the, and the wilderness. He got the sunshine, the vitamin D on him. He didn't harbor bitterness and unforgiveness, and he loved unconditionally. That's just to list a few. What is wrong with our modern society? Let's look at the life of Jesus. There's a whole lot wrong, isn't there? 
There's so many things in our modern society. Um, I remember at a certain time where it was a particularly busy time when we owned our business, and I think maybe we, we'd taken over senior pastoring here. And um, I remember it was just full on. And I, I remember saying to Karen, or she might have said it to me, I can't remember, but I remember saying, I just feel like a processed cheese, piece of cheese. It's just like stamp, stamp, just like bang, bang, bang. And, you know, I'm, my lunch was the pie cart. I'd hang out for the tooting of the pie cart. You know, it'd rock up. Yes, I can get my pie and iced coffee now. And it's to jam it down while I'm talking to six people and then have meetings and emails and everything just lining up and travel and all this sort of stuff. It's like you're just a cookie cutter processed piece of cheese when you live like that. And it's a fast way to get a disease or a heart attack. I remember God spoke to me early on in business when I remember being in my original officer at our first factory, uh, and I had a business mentor with me. He's an honourable Christian business guy, he's, and he's still still going today. And um, he was in my office, and he was asking me to actually to go on a board of, of a very prominent ministry. And I remember at the time thinking, wow, I'm flattered by that. That's, that's incredible. And um, a few weeks later, he had like a triple bypass. I don't know if it's possible to have a quadruple bypass, but I think it might have been that. And if it was five, let's just up the game to five. But um, anyways, very, very serious, nearly died. Uh, and at that time, he was probably in his late 60s, let's say mid to late 60s. Anyway, um, I remember it shocked me because I just had time with him and we were just building a stronger relationship when he was mentoring me in business. And I remember sitting in my office one day and thinking, my goodness. And I, uh, I honour him, but I know he ate way too much not good food and didn't exercise and had a whole lot of stress in his life. And yet still a loving man of God with great influence, very generous, etc., etc. But there are natural laws we need to obey. And so I remember just having that thought from the Holy Spirit, it'll probably be you in 30 years' time if you keep going the way you are. And toot, toot, up comes the pie truck. I'm out there as quick as a flash. No, I'm just kidding. But there are very, very natural ways that God will speak to us about how to keep our mental health well. And a lot of it is, is pressures and anxieties from this world that we cannot help. And I don't want to make anyone feel bad for having any of that sort of stuff. But there are things we can do to help ourselves that I believe God has given us as keys that begin in here. They begin with us. One of them is prayer. Luke 11, 9, 13. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which one of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, know, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? We have an advocate and even through the darkness, through the stress, through the anxiety, through the fear, the depression and our mental illness struggles, God has left us, his people, with an advocate. And it's not just a, a medical uh, organisation like Black Dog or, or Beyond Blue or any of these other really, really good organisations. He's left us with a person of the Godhead. 
And he is a person who wants to bring healing and refreshing and revelation and life and truth. And just like in my situation, when I'm looking at a business mentor who's stressed and doesn't eat well and doesn't exercise, and I'm looking at him going, that could be me in 40 years. That's the Holy Spirit speaking. He's speaking to me. A skinny no gray hair, young, fresh, 20-year-old. I mean, why would you care when you're in that situation? I'm glad I did listen because it's one of those things that we've taken really, really seriously. And I know that the ability for me to have a strong mental health, and it doesn't mean I don't struggle and have doubts and fears and all that sort of stuff, but the ability for me as a leader to stay strong, a huge amount of it is that I stay very, very strong, fit, healthy, and I have outlets like that, like Jesus did, (laughs) so that I can be the clearest possible leader I can be, so that I can hear his voice. And this is not to put anyone down who has that stuff, but I want to encourage you. There are ways you can help yourself. And if you need to take medication, take medication. But while you take medication, look at what's going in. Look at the food that's going in. Look at the drink that's going in. Look at the exercise that you're doing. Look at the fresh air that you're breathing. God has given us keys in this world to overcome some of these things. And they're very natural. They're free. They're very easy. We don't have to pay a subscription for this stuff. And so why am I saying all this? Because I think that we as believers, we have very strong spiritual lives where we, we do believe this stuff, but more and more and more today's world is looking for evidence of what we believe. It's looking for breakthrough answers to mental illness. And, you know, this is one of those scenarios where it's a both and. Do we believe in miracles to heal the sick of mental illness? Absolutely. Will we continue praying for people with those conditions? Absolutely. However, has God given us responsibility over our temples? Absolutely. And our situations and our environments. Let me throw in there just a real curveball for those of you who are interested. Is that okay if I do that? Thanks, Roger. Our environment is getting more and more toxic by the year that literally we cannot avoid doing some form of detoxification in our bodies, whether it's just fresh air and water as a start. This stuff affects our bodies. It affects our cells. If you've ever wondered why there's so much of this stuff, so much cancer, so much disease, have a look. Do some research. A lot of this stuff is toxic for our bodies and it leads to disease and leads to problems with our bodies. Be wise. Have a look. Do some reading into natural health stuff. Not just the medical stream. Medical stream is amazing for symptoms. And we need them and we need them. If we break an arm, we need that stuff. But if you want to prevent disease, start from within. Start from within naturally building up what God has given us. I know it's a rant, but I'm telling you, we need to be wise in this stuff. And we need to open our eyes and realize, wow, this stuff is all around us. The kingdom of God has answers. Jesus has answers. And, you know, there's actually an awakening among believers all over the world. You can find believers going, whoa, my goodness. You know, the new ages caught this stuff years ago. They caught this stuff years ago. And we were scared of them. We thought they were all witches. 
but they actually tapped into something about creation and, and natural living that actually is of benefit. And we judged them and I judged them because they had hairy armpits and they were scary and tie-dyed T-shirts. I mean, come on, this is, this is reality. That's the women. I mean, come on. Anyway, this is a serious digression. But I know you can handle it. You know, I have people email me and someone yesterday even talked to me from a different church. and They said, I listen to your podcast. And I'm thinking, man, I'm glad we just wipe out some of that stuff because you guys understand me and my quirkiness, but not everyone does. When we look at the life of Jesus, we have a pure form of how we can live. We have the answers to society's problems. We have the answers to a whole lot of confusion. We have the answers to a whole lot of the questions being thrown out there at us right now. And yet we need to go to his feet. We need to go to his place of contemplation or time with him so that we can actually get that wisdom. There's so much wisdom waiting for us at his feet. Yes, we want to read, we want to understand, we want to talk to people, but there's nothing like spending time with him. There's nothing like spending time in his word. There is so much rich treasure and amount of gold in here that will provide these answers. And there's even, there's even things in scripture that talk about anxiety, that talk about all sorts of stuff, modern day you know, situations. And so we want to be people who understand that to live in the kingdom is to live for the king. And we want to represent him well. We want to represent him well. Search out wisdom. Search out wisdom on mental health. Because if just about half the Australian population is going to have an issue with this at some point in their life, we need solutions. We need solutions, and it's not just enough to say, come to church. Come to church may be the beginning, but what about they come to you, the church? What about they come to you and say, wow, what do you do in your life to stay in that place, to stay in that place where you've, you've got wisdom, you've got wisdom, and I need some of that wisdom? You know, the, the anointing that Solomon had when, was very, very unique, but when Jesus came, he released the kingdom in a way that makes that available to every believer. It's a, it's a big thought, I know. And it's something I pray for all the time. But we need so much wisdom. And so I want us to pray. We're going to pray specifically today for people who do have or feel like this may be an issue in your life. I want everyone to stand. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. Because it really is a both-and situation. It's not, it's not exclusive. Uh, we believe in a God who moves. He is powerful. He is here right now to heal the sick and to save the lost and to relieve burdens, to break yokes and chains and strongholds off our life. And we believe that and you guys believe it. It's why we're here. And so we want to ask the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead who is present with us right now. He is standing right beside you. He is your advocate. He is your champion. He is your chain breaker. And if you struggle in, in this area of mental illness, but maybe even you want to extend it to other physical ailments, that's okay. You just do whatever your faith allows you to do. 
We want to allow the Holy Spirit to break chains, to break strongholds today. And I believe He loves to do this. I'm going to read from Isaiah 61, 3. And it says, To all who mourn in Israel, He will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for His own glory. We are created for His glory. And He wants to do what's called the great exchange. His beauty for our ashes. His healed, restored, resurrected body for our frail, sick bodies. And this morning, there's a transaction that can take place. And if you're hungry for that, then begin asking for that. Lift your hands this morning, close your eyes. It doesn't matter about what anyone else is doing. I believe there's a spiritual transaction that will take place for those of you who are hungry. And if you're hungry for that today, I wanna release the blessing of the Lord upon your life by faith today. The great exchange of Jesus Christ. Your ashes, His beauty poured out over you today. Even the manifest glory of Jesus Christ to clothe you and let your garments, the old garments, be broken off you. Let chains be broken. Depression, fear, anxiety, despair. Let His purity wash you clean if you're in sin. Anyone who's in sin or pornography and confusion today, let His purity break the chain over your life. His beauty for your ashes. Lay down your ashes today. Repent of your sin and He is faithful to wash you clean. He's faithful to be, bring His purity all over you. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we look to You today. Instead of mourning, Your oil of joy. Pour out the oil of joy. The oil of joy. The oil of joy. The oil of joy. I just release the oil of joy over the spirit of depression. I break those chains of fear and heaviness and darkness. Now in Jesus' Name. Now in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. Let the yoke be broken by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. I speak the blood of Jesus over minds, over hearts, over sicknesses, over disease, over hearts and bodies and organs, bones. In the mighty Name of Jesus Christ, release your healing power. Father, release your healing power in this place today. The supernatural touch of heaven. The supernatural touch of Jesus. I believe He's touching some of you right now. I believe He's touching some of you right now. Extend your faith. Extend your faith. Maybe lift your hands, whatever it takes. Just by faith, connect with Him. Spirit to Spirit. Holy Spirit, right now, touch. Holy Spirit, right now, touch. More, more, more. Praise instead of despair. Praise instead of despair. Confidence instead of fear. In the mighty Name of Jesus. Break chains today, Lord. Break chains today. Break chains today. If you don't know Jesus, then call on Him today. Call on Him today. Say, Jesus, come into my life. I want to live for You. Wash me clean. Wash me clean. 
And He will come into your life and He will make you a new person. He will make you a new person. Come, Holy Spirit. Let's all lift up our hands to Him this morning. Lift up your hands as a church family this morning. Let's just hunger and thirst after His presence for a moment. Holy Spirit, let your fire be released in this place. Let the fire of God fall on your people today. The fire of Pentecost, the oil of joy, the oil of joy, the breaker of chains. In the mighty name of Jesus, release that fire. Release that fire that you would fill us up, fill us up, that we would be great flames of fire for Jesus. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Yeah, more Lord. Holy Spirit. Yeah, let your manifest presence rest on your people, Lord. Your manifest presence. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah, let your anointing oil flow in this place. The oil of the Lord. The oil of joy. The oil of joy. Healing. Restoration. Restoration. Just grab hands with the person next to you. I know how much you love doing this. Holy Spirit, we just ask as a family this morning for a family blessing, a family blessing from the Father. And that you would flow through this place and even one to another, together as we stand as one, that you would break chains of the enemy off lives today. We stand with our fellow brothers and sisters. And we ask that you would pour out blessing upon them. Pour out blessing upon them. That all fear would be gone today in Jesus' Name. All fear would be gone in Jesus' Name. And Lord, yet let your confidence rise up in us. Let us see you for who you are. Let us see your glory. Let us see your hope. No more despair. Give us wisdom to know how to live our lives and conduct ourselves. Lord, we pray for a spirit of wisdom to fall upon this house. Holy Spirit, let your fire, contagious fire, begin to burn in fresh new ways in this community. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Lord, I pray your the blood of Jesus covering over every mind, over every family represented here today. Lord, I decree your blessing and the great exchange of Jesus, your life for ours, that you would make that so relevant this week, that you would make that so powerful this week, that you would meet with us in fresh new ways. You would change us from glory to glory that You would go on working in our hearts, that You would stir us as men in fresh new ways. Lord, You would give us a voice. You would give us a voice that You would say, Awake, awake, O sleeper. Awake, awake, O sleeper. 
Man, I want to challenge you. Spend time with the Lord this week, every single day. Don't give in to a spirit of lethargy. It's a demonic spirit that wants to weary and tire men from doing nothing. And so, Lord, we say, we give ourselves to you afresh. Awake, awake, O oh sleeper. I want to challenge you with that, men. Because don't worry, men, the, the women are already awake. And when the men arise, the kingdom arises. And so, Lord, we just say, come. Come with your fresh awakening. Come with your fresh awakening. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Bless you guys.